This episode of the People of PCPS is brought to you through the generous support of Joe Fisher's office at Mid-State Educators Insurance. For more information, visit insurepolk.com. Welcome to the People of PCPS, a Polk County Public Schools podcast. This podcast is dedicated to telling the stories of teachers, paraeducators, support staff, students, volunteers, alumni, and all the people who contribute to Polk County Public Schools. Whether they're working in the school district, learning in our classrooms, or using their education to improve our community, the people are what make Polk County Public Schools great. Let's get to know our colleagues, our students, our neighbors, and our friends, the people of PCPS. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the people of PCPS. This is a podcast we've created purely for the purpose of getting to know the people of our organization. Everyone has a story. We want to tell those stories because we believe it's the people of Polk County Public Schools who make it great. And today I'm very excited to have with me Cody Puckett. He is a special music educator at Karen M. Siegel Academy. He is new to the district. He just came here in August of 2020. And he's going to tell us about the wonderful work he's doing with students with special needs. Yes. Welcome, thank Cody. Thank you so much for having Can me. I- I'm so honored to be here. And thank you again. This has been awesome. Yes. So I am a new here to the district, and I'm just excited to just do what I love doing. I love making music and To start things off with you guys, I sing a song to all of my students. It's called the Hello Song. All right, so listen up. If you've got headphones, plug them in. All right, here we go. One, two. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome to music class. That is a song that I sing every day to every different section of all different students at my school. So hello, Cody, and thank you for sharing sharing that song with us. We did, um, the uh, communications office, we did first encounter you when we came out to Karen Siegel as part of our Focus on Excellence 2020 Employee Recognition Campaign, and um, we met you, and we've we've interviewed you before, and you shared that song with us, and I wanted the listeners of this podcast (laughs) to hear it just because it's so fun, and it's such, I understand that you you adopted that song and kind of tailored it to your needs, um, but that you use that every day yep. in your classes just to get the kids yeah, going. Get, exactly. And I start that song right up right when I walk in and set all my music instruments down and I just go ahead and start singing it. And the students go ahead and like some sing along, some hum along, some add movement or just start, you know, singing with me. doesn't even matter if it has to be word for word. They just hum along and just sing along and they know that it's music time when I come in. And so they're all ready to go in, all, all right. excited for music. Get them off to the right start. Yes. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, Cody, you um, you have a really unique background. <laughs> and I, I think that, you know, I always like moments when I encounter people or things happening in the district that kind of make you stop and say, wow, you know, this is not something you would expect necessarily right. to find in our district. And so you are, you have a very um, interesting background with your, you are a trained musician and performer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you spent some time uh, playing and performing yeah. professionally before you decided to give your gift back right. in, in the form of teaching. So just tell us about your musical background and the experiences you had. Yes. So I grew up in a small town called Pawpaw, Michigan, which is near a bigger area called Kalamazoo, which is in the southwest corner of Michigan. And I um, graduated high school, went to school all of my life there. And then I auditioned for 
a performing arts group, and it's called the Young Americans College of Performing Arts, and there I was able to receive my associates of performing arts, vocal performance, and I was able to travel all around the world teaching music, art, drama, basically spreading goodwill around the world and teaching students um, not only performing arts skills, but also really good uh, advocacy skills as well as life skills that they need to take on in the world um, involving the performing arts and how really important and pertainable it is nowadays. Um, and then after that, I was able to travel all over to Japan, Canada, all over the United States, teaching children music and spreading truly goodwill to everyone that I've worked with. And um, it's been truly an amazing ride and I loved what I did. And I wanted to go while I was at my drama school, I was wanting to do study more at like Broadway or become a pit orchestra uh, musician because my primary instrument is piano. But I played several different instruments, but we can talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> um, but I play piano and I wanted to pursue something more in the either Broadway or the musician side of Broadway. And I realized I was like, that's so much difficult work. I performed in different theaters in California, like La Mirada. And I was like, this is this difficult work. So I need to really hone in in something that I really want to do differently. So my body doesn't just con continue to wear down, you know. And so one of the things I was like, I've always knew, known that I've wanted to teach. And so I had that like deep, fiery passion of teaching. And I was like, why not just do what I love to do. And so I'm a recent Flagler College graduate, class of 2020, woo woo, and I just got my bachelor's in liberal arts, and there I was able to study education, psychology, and music. And I also have a um, deaf education track with my degree and an ASL minor. So I wanted to do either deaf ed or music ed, so I've studied both fields and areas, so I'm uh, okay with doing either one, but I my passion would be, of course, music ed down the line. But um, I just graduated with that, and then I realized I was like, okay, let's do something with music ed, and then that's when I started looking for jobs for music education yeah. positions. Yeah, neat. Mm -hmm. Tell us about um, just just for our audience's sake, do, right. tell us the name the the instruments that you do play. Oh yeah. And then I wondered if you could just I understand you got involved in music at a very young age. Right, right. Could you just tell us about those early experiences? and how you think they shaped you. Right, okay, yes. So I play uh, my primary instrument. So my first instrument that I've ever learned was piano. Um, I had three different amazing piano teachers. So shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. Um, and then in middle school band, I learned the alto saxophone. And then I continued to play that in high school in marching band and for concert bands as well. And then later on in my college career and Young Americans and then Flagler College, I picked up the flute and guitar. And of course, I studied and got my AA in vocal performance. So I'm also a singer as well. So hence the hello song. Right? <laughs> hence that. Yes. And, yes. and thinking about tell us when you got involved in music at what mm -hmm. age and, and sort of how that helped you become who you are today. Right. So I think I started around age five for the piano. Uh, my parents uh, always wanted me to try to get involved in different things to kind of see what my niche was. And I think music was my niche growing up. I, I went to a friend's house and they had a piano and I was like, oh, I'll just go walk over and play. And I just started playing the keyboard or piano, whatever it may be. And for them, it was like, wow, he kind of likes that stuff and just playing and bouncing the keys up and down. And so ever since that experience, then they wanted me to take up piano lessons. And so from that moment on, I was able to learn the piano. And I think one of the biggest experiences that I learned was um, 
with music, you have to really, you make music together. So it's all collaborative work. And so you really have to rely on it as for, say, you know, a band teacher. that You have to listen to different band instruments or different um, instrumentation within a song. So you have to work together, whether it be me as a saxophonist or myself as a pianist, whatever instrument you're playing, you have to rely on other people. And so we have to work as a team. And so that's how I think I really worked and learned how to become a team player. And that's what we need in, in the musical aspect of uh, music education. Right. You also talked about how music really helped you build your confidence. Yes. Yes, definitely. And I think with teamwork, it's definitely helping my confidence, too, because I was definitely a shy, timid young kid. And um, for any of those students out there, like, it's okay. You know, you're going to have your moment to time to grow and for you to get that self-acceptance of how to how to get that confidence and with teamwork and with learning and being able to work with others you can do anything in this world yeah so you said you'd always known that you want to go into teaching but do you remember like the moment when you said this is for me or this is something I'm able to do yeah so to go back about taking ASL American Sign Language courses um, I took an ASL like a very beginning ASL course And I realized, I was like, wow, this is so cool. I would love to like work with the deaf community. I'd love to try to give back to them as much as I could. And I was like, okay, maybe I might be an ASL teacher or an ASL interpreter. But um, with performance, that just kind of ran my life a lot more. And then that's when I got transferred to my um, performing arts college out in California. And from that moment on, I was like, I still have that passion and fire for ASL, but yet merging performance with, you know, ASL and music and drama and all that sort of thing. So. No, but I'm sorry, why the passion for ASL and, and communicating with the deaf community? What did you have? So yeah, I had some prior training, like what I said. I just took one ASL course and I really loved that doing that and doing work with that. And so with at Flagler College, I was able to get like that deaf ed track sort of thing for some deaf ed courses. And I was able to do some practicum experiences at FSDB, which is Florida School for the Blind and Deaf. And that's where I kind I was able to kind of veer off and kind of see another section of education where it's more of the not the mainstream deaf students, but more of all of them collectively together mm-hmm. in the deaf ed and even the blind world. So Neat. it's awesome. Okay. Yes. Um, so you um you're up in Michigan yes. and you're mm-hmm. you're decided that you want to go into teaching and you're searching for jobs and you come across one at Karen Siegel and <laughs> yes. what was it that made you apply what caught your interest right so i think what an interest was for me when i saw the school was i was like oh this is so cool because it's not only for um, not a regular music general ed teacher, but it's for a special music educator position. And I always had an interest in music therapy and wanting to work with students who have different exceptionalities, you know, what they can and can't do, disabilities. And I was so intrigued on that. And I was um, that day or that late that night when I saw that position, I emailed my principal and I sent her my cover letter and resume. And then the next day she called me to schedule an interview and I was like, oh, sure. I, I was like, who is this number? And I was like, I was I was so forgetful because I stayed up late and I was trying to get some sleep, but I realized that it was from this area, Auburndale. And um, she called me up for an interview. We scheduled it. It was like, I think 11 or 10 a.m. And by, I think it was maybe one or two, she offered me the position. Wow, that happened fast. I, guess I she, know. She knew know. she had found something oh, special. No. So. It, it was definitely everything in life happens for a reason. So yeah. that's all it was. So. Um, 
you know, many people out there have never had reason to go. Doris, or, I'm sorry, Karen Siegel is one of three learning centers within yes. our district. Mm-hmm. We also have Doris Sanders and Gene O'Dell Learning Center. And these learning centers, they service right. our students with special needs, the most yes. severe special needs. Um, and many people have never had reason to go to those schools and may not really totally understand what what services they provide right. or the student population they are servicing. So could you help just paint a picture for those definitely. of us who have never been on those campuses? Yes, definitely. So to kind of paint a picture of what I what the school looks like and the kind of the student demographic are. Um, so at least for specials, it's myself, music, PE, art, and we have an agricultural teacher. And the four of us are a team. And then the, we are also have an elementary team, a middle school team, and a high school team of teachers. And we work with all different students, students that are immobile, who may be in wheelchairs, um, students that may be nonverbal, that don't speak, or maybe use a different communication using an electronic iPad or a PEX board or even ASL to communicate. Um, And we also have students that are, um, you know, very fragile when it comes to maybe some of being within a wheelchair. We have some students that are very fragile and um, you have to, you know, take very good care of them if they get hurt or whatnot. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the demographics of the school. Um, We have so many different students and um, it's been amazing. I love them all. They're awesome. Tell us about just your day to day. Yes, you so my day to day is uh, I teach about eight music class or seven music classes, and then the last class is a theater class. It's kind of like an elective class for those um, students who may be either higher functioning or can kind of have some some sort of communication with myself and my paraeducator as well. And so. Um, Within the seven music classes that I teach, I start every class with that hello song that you all heard. And then um, we do different things. I teach them music concepts, music rhythms. Um, I teach them different musical things. And then by the very end, I teach and sing them the goodbye song to them. And then I just move on to all the classes within the day. So um, you have you said you have students who communicate through ASL. Yeah. Are they... Um, if they're non-hearing, right. how do they just elaborate on that for right, those who right. might have... So I have um, a few students who use ASL, but they also speak, but um, maybe who aren't officially titled deaf. Um, I just basically use a technique called SimCom. Um, where I speak and sign at the same time. Mm. So um, what I do is, for an example here, I'll show you. So like, I'm just like, hey, like, how are you today? Like, I'm doing awesome. Like, how are you? Good. That's awesome. So like today we're going to be talking about like different like musical things today. Are you ready? Yay. Good. So it's like techniques like that that I use and it's just easy for the kids to see the visual. Okay. So I try to be very inclusive and give every student equal communication. Right. So, so um, you, you've only worked for the district now, what, six, seven weeks or so? That, yeah. Right. Is that? <laughs> almost um, nine weeks, I think. Okay. Almost nine weeks. <laughs> I think right. we're going to um, so it's a short amount of time, but yes, I'm ma'am. sure you've mm-hmm. already had students who've really touched your heart and you've yes. seen, uh, you've, you've forged connections with and that Definitely. you've seen kind of come out of their shell. Mm-hmm. Tell us about some of those students. Yeah. So I kind of keep like a little journal and also a mental log of different students that I've um, seen a lot of progression with. Um, I will say um, one of the stu- one a group of students that I work with is more of the higher functioning students or the f- students that are able to communicate with me 
via iPads, ASL, or even spoken language. And um, they have grown so much just even from the first week that I met them. And now they're like speaking and saying different musical concepts that I'm just so impressed with. This week we learned um, all about the different um, orchestra families. So like the string family, the woodwinds, the brass, and the percussion. And the percussion... Uh, they all play percussion instruments because I've given them all different percussion instruments and they were all able to identify, say what the instrument that they can play. And it's truly like humbling to see that, you know, that they can do that. And it's so rewarding. Um, So like what I said, I do keep a little mental note as well, some journal logging. And um, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and just share some things. Okay, good, good, good. So um, I won't say all of the students' names under some confidentiality things, um, but I'll just go ahead and give some examples of some students that I have worked with um, this up until this point. So one student that I really love dearly, um, this person just gets so sad, like gets so happy to see me, but she gets so sad when I have to leave. But I always express and tell that the student that you must, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't be sad, you know, I'll see you tomorrow. And this individual, I do use sign language. I sign to her all day long. And so this student, I always sign like, I'll see you tomorrow. And then this person just gets so happy to see and she just smiles. And for me to see that, it's just, it's so happy and rewarding for me to see that. It's so awesome. Within that, I have another student who is a Spanish speaker, and he always says, hola, Mr. Cody, and that's kind of what my title is, Mr. Cody, that's what I go by, and so for him to say nothing to me on day one to now him saying, hola, Senor Cody, is so impressive, and I, it doesn't matter what language we speak, what matters is that he can willing to say right. hello to me, that's... It's awesome. It's remarkable. Um, I have multiple students that on day one, they did not want to participate. They were like, so like not wanting to do anything. Um, I Maybe I could have scared them away, but they were not willing to partake in music. And now the nine week mark is coming up and they are the first ones to get up pass out the instruments, give me, tell me what you want to do kind of thing. They are wanting to get involved. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And they're so engaged now that they want to get involved. It's awesome. Um, One student is the one of my students in the first day of class. I have, um, I sing that hello song, like I said, and the student now is just now starting to sing everything single note in every single word wow. of the song. It's so impressive. I've thankfully have recordings of the student singing and um, sent, you know, the parent, the letter saying how awesome this child is doing in music. And so it's been amazing to see the results. Wonderful. It's been that's amazing. Really wonderful. So, yeah. We, um, that's something that I understand, if I understand correctly. I mean, your whether your students are, use ASL to communicate or, or Spanish or if it's just through music, I mean, really what you're doing out there is finding ways for these kids to express themselves. Exactly. And you, you told me about one little girl, I believe, and I, it may have been one that you referenced yeah, in your it, journal, yeah, who um, had not previously had anyone at the school she could yes. communicate to mm-hmm. through ASL. And then you arrived and suddenly she had someone she could talk right, to, so to speak. Right. And how do you, how do those when you're able to build those connections with the kids and like, what do you see in them happening? Like as far as how they're changing? Right. I see them behavior wise way a lot improving, improving Mm -hmm. daily. Um, I also see them engage more during a regular homeroom classroom teaching. If it's math, science, social studies, reading, English English language skills, whatever it may be, I see a lot of more engagement and more focused. Um, I know that it's so cliche to say, but with music, it's it's so like 
pertinent with other different subjects. And mm -hmm. so the improvement of music and also math has been awesome. I've been teaching these kids different rhythm activities, and they can count up to eight, count up to 12, count up to 24. And to see them do that has been awesome because that's what they, those are the set skills that they really need to accomplish in right. some of the math curriculum that's set for them. Me, so. me. You do not, while, while daily you might be teaching things like rhythm and notation, right. you really view your role as teaching more than musical concepts, right? right? And, and yes. what are you trying to convey to the student? Definitely. So one of the things that I love to teach, not only music and musical concepts, are um, just advocacy skills. I want students to know, and if they ever get in trouble, I need them to know and say, whether you're signing, using an iPad, or showing someone a picture that you need help, you need to address that you need help. I'm all about advocacy, advocacy, advocacy skills, excuse me. <laughs> And just wanting to try to speak up for yourself. If you can't speak up for yourself, then you're not able to, you know, um, get the proper help that you really need to address. And one of the students that I was working with a few days ago, I was working with her and we had a little lesson. And I talked to her right after her learning the lesson. I was like, listen, you know, as much as we want to, you know, rely on other people and you wanting to ask about, you know, can you get me a water? I love that you can do that, but you can do that yourself because you're a grown girl, you can do that yourself. Mm -hmm. And you can pick yourself up and get what you need to get and come right back down and join me in our lesson, continue our lesson. Mm -hmm. And if you keep being, um, if you keep relying on other people, then it won't help you. You have to learn how to speak up for yourself. It doesn't matter uh, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter, you know, um, maybe your special needs, uh, what you can or can't do. But what matters is that you can say or show someone that you need help. And you talked earlier about music help build your own confidence. And right. so you're, do you think you're using music to help build their confidence, which will I give them so. the ability to speak up for themselves when so. they need to? I hope so. That's an end goal. I hope so. Yes. By the end of this year, that's hopefully uh, a skill that I hopefully can see for themselves doing in the future because it's something that they, it's very important and that they should know how to do. Right. So. So the idea behind this podcast is that everyone contributes something to our district, and we want to kind of put a focus on that, shine a light on that, and share mm -hmm. the stories of, of our people. So I wondered, Cody, just what, what do you think, as someone who's new to the district and came from far away, but what do you think you're able to contribute to Polk County Public Schools? Um, I think that I can contribute being an understanding, passionate, and patient person. Um, I know those skills are very simple and also respect is very simple, but I also think those are skills that our students really need to understand and learn because it's very important for them. I have a little quote that I'd like to share with you guys. It doesn't matter. I, hopefully you can see this. If not, that's okay. I'll read it to you. It says, if you love music or the arts, we welcome you. We will celebrate, we will embrace you and celebrate what you can do. It's all about what you can do. It's not what you can't do. Because in my classroom, it's always celebration, and it's always about um, what you can do. Because I think that every every student can learn. Mm -hmm. Every student can. Right. It's how we can apply the celebration and can into how you can teach those students. Right. So. Cody, it's been so fun talking oh, thank to you. you. Thank, thank you, you so much. much for coming to be No, thank you for having me. It's yes. been awesome chatting with I'm you. I'm really glad we've met you and gotten oh, a chance to, to talk to you and tell your story. It's been my thank pleasure. You. Thank you. Did you change careers to become a teacher, para, or bus driver? Do you remember the moment when you knew a career in education was right for you? 
Are you a PCPS alumnus who remembers the teacher who made you believe you were capable of great things? Are you a student who is already putting your K-12 education to work in our community? We all have a story to tell, and those stories are part of what makes PCPS great. Tell us yours. To be a guest or to nominate someone you know to be featured on The People of PCPS, fill out the form posted online at polkschoolsfl.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to the People of PCPS podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or watch online at the Polk County Public Schools YouTube channel. To learn more about the People of PCPS and other Polk County Public Schools podcasts, visit polkschoolsfl.com forward slash podcasts.